0: Thanks for tuning in to the Brentwood Academy podcast. Brentwood Academy is dedicated to nurturing and challenging each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God. Through this podcast, it's our hope to provide an enjoyable experience, to hear interesting stories, listen to chapel talks, and discover profiles on members of the BA community. To learn more about Brentwood Academy, visit us online at BrentwoodAcademy.com. Enjoy today's episode. I'm Jean Natwick, and I'm here along with Kirsten Biggers, class of 1997. He is the Assistant Director of Admission. Welcome, Kirsten. Thank you for having me. All right, so um, I am excited to hear your story. Um, I know you share this when you give tours, but it really is. Your legacy here is pretty interesting and really neat to hear um, why you came here Uh, you know, what your experience was like and um, where you're at now and how you feel about it. So um, I would love for you to share a little bit about that. I mean, how did you even end up coming to school at BA?
1: Well, I knew of Brentwood Academy at a young age. My little league football coach, uh, Robin Perry, actually attended Brentwood Academy. Um, During my middle school years, I didn't always do the right thing. I was getting a little bit of trouble. And my mother, who raised me by herself, um, was tough. She was loving but she knew I needed something else in my life or I was going to end up a lot like my dad. <laughs> and so she knew of Brentwood Academy. Uh, she decided to enroll me as a freshman. Uh, at the time, I did not want to come to Brentwood Academy. I visited, uh, had a little shadow day as an eighth grader and went home and told my mother I didn't want to go to school here. Um, but mothers know best, and mothers get the final say. So I came as a as a freshman uh, to Brentwood Academy, it was a shell i was shell shocked uh, culturally it was a lot different for me um obviously as i grew here at Bruin academy i understand the positive uh parts that that took place in my life and the changes that that occurred uh, that first the first couple months for me were pretty rough it was hard to adjust uh, i was around people who were not like me who didn't come from the same background as me um and i was still had a lot of that middle school child in me, and uh, was not kind to people was did not always treat people um, the way that the Lord has called us to treat them and i didn 't know what the what that meant at that time and so but that's how I ended up at Broomwood academy and obviously it was life changing for me and uh, my mother made the best decision for me um, and it was the best decision that anyone's ever made
0: at what point did you um, at what point did you find yourself? making a turn, like, this is, this is a, this is beneficial to me, you know, I feel, I feel like being here at BA is, you know, changing my outlook on things, because you had said, you know, that you, you know, you weren't always nice people, nice to people, because, you know, from where you came from, and culturally, it was different, at what point did you find, okay, actually, I can blend in here, actually, I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing, um, and evolving as a person,
1: It probably wasn't until the second semester of my freshman year. Um, I came in academically. It was challenging for me. I've told people before, leading up until that, my freshman year, uh, even though I wasn't doing the right things outside of school, I was strong academically. I'd never made a B uh, in my life. And I struggled academically that first semester because I wasn't used to homework. I wasn't used to having uh, to ask questions, uh, and I wasn't being pushed academically before Brentwood Academy. And so that was a big adjustment for me. Um, I had learned habits at that time that didn't allow me to trust people. So it took me a long time, uh, to trust people because I didn't know if they wanted something from me, uh, if they were being nice to me because I was an athlete, um, didn't know about the Lord's love at that time. And that they just loved me simply because of who he made me to be. Uh, with all my flaws and imperfections, and it took me a long time to trust anyone, classmates, teachers. Um, Coaches took a little bit quicker because I I took to them a little bit quicker because I didn't have a choice. Um, But, again, I was used to always being someone who was a spotlight athletically, and I got to Berwyn Academy, and there were a lot better players than me, and I was no longer the man. And, you know, looking back on it, that's really what I needed in my life at that time is to – not be the spotlight to have have to fit in somewhere else instead of having people fit into the way I wanted them to be
0: so what was your your turning point that um you know because you are a completely different person than what than the story that you're sharing obviously today so what for you was that turning point that was just like that almost like a light bulb moment I suppose
1: even uh Way back then, in the 1900s, I guess you can say, here at Brentwood Academy, we still had our winter room program, and I had, um, obviously, the, our head football coach, uh, Coach Flatt, was in charge of my winter room, and the way Coach Flatt worked winter room is we watched movies, and afterwards, I remember Coach going around the room and asking everyone why they were at Brentwood Academy, and... Part of my answer was true. Part of it was trying to impress him. Um, But I told him that the reason I was at Brewing Academy was to make it to the NFL. And he just said okay. And when everyone was uh, about to leave the room, he asked everyone to stay for one second uh, before the break. And he addressed me personally and said, if you were at Brewing Academy to play football or to make it to college or to make it to the NFL, you chose the wrong school and you need to leave my school on Monday. And it was the first time that, especially a coach, and really anyone for that matter other than my mother uh, that was involved in my life told me that football wasn't the most important thing. I defined myself by what type of athlete I was, um, and football was was the key to that. And I'm thankful for that to this day because if I was still defined as a football player, I can promise you I'm not playing football anymore. I have no desire to. Uh, that would be a pretty sad existence. And so... Uh, that was the turning point in my life where I said, you know what? There's there's bigger things than the game that I play, and to hear it from um, my head football coach and someone who's known uh, for what he's done in the in in the field, um, to have him show me, for one, I didn't know at the time, but what a godly man looked like and what's most important in this world. And I've tell I've told people all the time, it's not just for that moment, just for everything he's done for me, uh, and with my father being absent, you know coach flat is the most influential male that's ever been a part of my life and i love him dearly and that's why 14 years ago when he he didn't ask me he told me i was going to be the strength coach um that's that's why i came back to brimwood academy uh, to be around men like that to be around people like that and hopefully be that uh for one of our young students who are coming up that's my goal and that's my eternal purpose for for being at brimwood academy i believe
0: wow and so he told you 14 years ago you'll be coming back to be my <laughs> strength coach yeah,
1: yeah yeah if any if wow, you all know coach coach Flat. he doesn't ask questions um you know my mother passed away that December and coach calls me in February the the following year and he doesn't ask hey you know we have an open I would love for you to consider being our strength coach you know i I uh, was part of D1 sports training at the time. I was training some professional athletes. I was tutoring. I was doing a lot of different things, and you know, being part of the Brundt Academy faculty was not on my radar. Uh, but he called, and he didn't ask anything. He said, I just want you to let you know you're going to be my next strength coach. And then I said, okay, coach, I guess I'll see you on Monday. You know, And the funny part was I was a week away from going to Germantown, uh, you know, suburb of Memphis, to open the second D1 sports training. And so I had already agreed to do that. I was a week away from doing that. And, and um, I like to say flat call, but I think the Lord had a plan for me and said, You're not going anywhere, son. Uh, I have something for you. And obviously, Coach Flat, when I first met him um, back up here at school in 2004, uh, he was in te- He loved my mama. And, you know, my, ma- my mother had just passed. And, um, he was just thinking about how happy she would be that I was actually a part of the Brentwood Academy again, and so uh, she was very thankful. He was very thankful, and I'm just glad to be here.
0: How did you come to find Christ? Because that wasn't a part of your life when you came here in middle school, um, and it almost sounded like when you came here that there was this defiance in you, like, "No, thank you, I am not coming to BA." <laughs> so, how did you find that?
1: Well, growing growing up, my grandparents uh, were atheists. Uh, my mother, I guess you could be de- she could be defined as agnostic. We just didn't talk about Jesus or Christ or, or any god in in, in my household, and so uh, I really had no idea who this Jesus guy was. It was that they were talking about when I first got to Brunswick Academy, and um, I was defined a little bit. I was I really didn't have a thought either way. Uh, early on in my career at Brentwood Academy um one of my best friends uh Bo Cliff whose children are coming through now so it dates us a little bit um but he was sort of the big man on campus when I got here and I wanted to be the big man and so I was really really mean to him uh I was rude at times uh but he did nothing but love on me and obviously where my I uh, story leads there was a reason for that Uh, the lord has strategically placed people in our lives at different points to lead us to him and uh, the cliff family is obviously uh, the most pivotal part of my uh, walk uh, as far as uh, my faith is concerned and so uh, we became pretty good friends he was probably the first person that i got really close to i had a couple friends that were already here bj jordan tito lee so we were already friends but as as far as making new friends bo cliff was probably the first one that i really latched on to and so um spent a lot of time together he he could tell you i, I stayed at his house probably more than i stayed at my own because it was close uh, we didn't have to deal with traffic too much and i enjoyed being around him and his family and so um you know, we we took all the religion classes, the Bible classes. I enjoyed them. I still didn't have a thought one way or another. I know what the, what Brentwood Academy was telling me I was supposed to be. Uh, I also know what the world was telling me I was supposed to be. And sometimes the world is a little bit stronger than the pool we have here at Brentwood Academy. But if you listen to the Lord, uh, you know, always lead you in the in the right direction. And so it was my junior year and we were at the Cliffs house for dinner. It was um, me and my mother, Bo, um, Carmen Cliff, uh, a lot of people know her as Bunny, my, my angel, my savior. Uh, she's, she was specifically sent here uh, for my family, I believe that. And obviously she's touched many more uh, beyond that. But we're sitting at dinner and uh, we get up after a nice meal and she asked me to sit back down. And I say, yes, ma'am, because you do what Bunny says. And she said, do you know Jesus Christ? And I specifically remember telling her, "Yes, ma'am. I know Jesus Christ." You know, we take Bible classes. We do. She goes, "No. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ?" And I said, "No, ma'am." And uh, you know, remember at this time, Bo has left the room. My mother's left the room. It's just me and Bunny, and um, we sit there and we talk for nearly three hours. And uh, I listened. um, It was a lot of things I've heard before, but for someone that I truly, truly, truly respected and I loved, uh, to hear look out for me eternally like that was very important and it was a little over a week later that the Lord really put it on my heart and say "Um, son that was me (laughs) and uh, I'm I'm longing for you Uh, I'm searching for you Uh, please let me in and I was just overcome it was um, you know a lot of us have been here that feeling that you get when you say you just drop you're helpless and you say yes Lord I hear you and Uh, it was it was fantastic it was beautiful um that was November 27th 1995 I'll never forget it and a little over a year later uh, my mother also gave her life to Christ which is uh, the happiest day of my life uh, especially considering her background and, and what she grew up with and to know that you know, unfortunately I lost her at a very young age she passed at the age of 47 uh, she passed away on December 4, 2003 um, a very tough time but it was also a peaceful and a very uh, beautiful moment for me and my family when she went to go be with the Lord and to know that I get to spend eternity with her uh, is is beautiful and I think going all the way back to the beginning the Lord put us here at Bruin Academy for a lot of different reasons I didn't deserve Bruin Academy um academically I was great socially personally I wasn't a very good person but um the Lord puts people on our lives for a reason and I think he wanted to spend eternity with Janice Biggers and uh, so he knew her time was short and wanted to put people in her life who knew her and so uh oh obviously a lot of um, the way my life has turned out it has a lot to do with my mother but also has a lot to do with the Cliffs, and specifically Carmen Clift uh, oh bunny we
0: love her <laughs> wow your story um really puts a lot of um make sense of the you know of the of the verse for i know the plans i have for you Mm -hmm. you know that's that's the first thing that comes to mind because you come here with something completely different in mind and hear your story
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it's not what you thought (laughs) at all
1: it's it's usually not i know
0: that's what's amazing about it so tell me a little bit about where you're at today how this has uh, you know because your job as you know assistant director of admission you're talking with people every day and living out your story so how does that reflect in you know your job here at Brentwood Academy
1: well I've been with the admission team for five years now it's been a really smooth transition for me especially tours and interviews um You know, because I don't have to go off a script. I get to talk about my personal journey, uh, those who have interviewed with me or have taken a tour, and obviously as faculty, uh, we sit around at the lunch table. It's obvious I love Brentwood Academy uh, for a lot of different reasons, not just what it's done for me, but what I've seen it do for a lot of my friends, a lot of the students before me, uh, a lot of students in the past 14 years. And so uh, admission is easy for me. I get to talk about the place I love every day all day and um you can't really beat that and so um i'm right where i think the lord wants me to be and it's not always easy there's long hours there's a lot of work that we do um but it's not all work it's the lord's work and i'm very very thankful that i get to get to spend those hours
0: one thing that comes to my mind um is that i would imagine someone who has you know the journey that you've taken when you see new kids come on or other kids that are kind of just going through life that you can identify or see or how that makes you feel when you see kids you knew. You can see that they were maybe perhaps in a similar place, you know, whether where they came from or their faith or just on a personal level, kind of see them and know where their heart's at and, you know, seek them out or, I don't know, it's just, it just it, I would imagine someone like for you to be able to pinpoint and see those kids that are walking, you know, about the hall, um, with that on their heart.
1: And our job as a admission team is to kind of see, um, the true child. And, you know, cause obviously in an interview setting, the child, the parents are going to tell you what you want to hear and they should, uh, they should put on their best, uh, as, as we do in any other setting. And, um, the key for us is to look beyond grades Look beyond recommendations and all and everything that you get into, but actually dive into the child's life and that's where the interview process is is huge for us because you get to sit with the child uh you get to sit with the parents and you can really get a feel on on where they are um, what they're looking for, and whether or not this is the place for them and I tell people all the time you know i'm I'm in the admission meetings, I am all about opportunities um, I'm all about finding the students who need Brentwood Academy and it's not so much Brentwood Academy looking out for the students that we need uh, it's which families are good fits for Brentwood Academy and, and who is the Lord sending us to um, you know I always said I would never say this but to be the next Kirsten Biggers you know you um, hopefully our children are going to be a lot better than me um, but you're looking for those whose lives will be changed forever simply by the fact of uh, being a student at Broomwood Academy, or being a family involved at Brentwood Academy, because it is a family decision uh it's a yes. big decision, yes. especially uh where we are uh economically in this country. It is a huge sacrifice to send your children to private school um, but again in the in the long term it's a very small price to pay. The biggest family knows Jesus Christ now there's no price tag too high uh there's no substitute for that uh I will spend eternity uh with my mother. Um, with my wife and uh, those of you who have met, or anyone who have met who has met my daughter, she loves Jesus Christ already. And you couldn't have told me twenty years ago that that was going to happen. I would never have thought that in a million years. And so, uh, the way she headed, she's headed. If I don't get in the way, I'll get to spend eternity with her as well. And that's what being a part of Brentwood Academy is. It's not um, solely the academics. It's not the fine arts that you get to be a part of it's not the state championships that you're going to win athletically all of that is just um dressing on the outside and the what truly matters is the lord and the way he gets into our souls and the way he has us love one another and like every other family in the world we're a mess (laughs) um but we we have one goal and that's to love jesus christ with everything that we do and and he's present here and uh, it's beautiful and that's that's what Browne Academy is, and that's what we try to portray to uh, our new families who are coming in, uh, because they really don't know until you get inside and you're a part of it, and it's beautiful. And I get to witness that, so I'm, I'm very, very happy.
0: Well, we are blessed to have you, Kirsten, and you know, every time I hear your story, it just, um, mm-hmm. it just, it makes me reflect on why I'm here, and why my son's here, and uh, so I thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you.